Welcome everyone to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. Season three kicks off tonight. It's crazy. It's been our two-year anniversary already, and here comes season three. And for this one, we went north of the border, and it's Chantel. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Now, last night, I don't know what your music taste is, but I went to watch a fellow Canadian of yours. He's a crooner. Mr. Michael Buble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in, in Nashville. And, you know, during the show, he's talking about how the last two years have been very, very rough. And I can say from the Canadian guests that we've had on our show, there's a part of me that believes that the Canadian guests have had it a little bit worse because a lot of them traveled to the States to work and they weren't able to travel uh, to the states, I know a lot of COVID restrictions were a little bit different. How was it for you, and how did you deal with it? Um, I feel like Canada was way stricter than anywhere else. Um, I mean, I get it, you know, uh, but it was just a bit excessive, to be honest. Like it just felt like it lasted forever. Um, no wrestling. My, you know, my, um weekly job you know my like my day job uh we were closed for quite some time as well so it was nice to have like you know a little time uh off but after a while like it just I don't know you couldn't do anything you can go anywhere it's just it was too much like after a while like we were getting so tired of of this so um but like everything has like a little positive that comes with it um the wrestling shows locally here in Canada are like booming because people were craving so much like entertainment, you know? Um, so it, it's, that's the upside of it, I guess. Hey, and I, and I saw you laugh when I said Michael Buble. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it's not your musical taste. Correct. <laughs> no, respect the guy. I just, it's no, <laughs> got yeah. different taste. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard. Yeah, Tom's like he's never heard of him. But, you know, it was my wife's graduation present, um, and he put on a great show. And I think it's kind of like what you're talking about. It was the first concert I've been to since the pandemic. Right. It felt really good to be out and about with thousands of people, having fun, forgetting about everything. But during that time frame, did you ever question on question yourself on whether or not this would ever get back to normal did you think about maybe quitting the business or anything no i i never thought of quitting because of, like when you have like a passion for something and it's like really you know um it's really big you just you're like it, it'll get better you have like high hopes right um but it was it was very hard it was tough um you know mainly like to to travel even within canada like canada and its provinces are so spread out like where I am in New Brunswick to go to Quebec just like in our like in our neighbor province like Montreal is like 11 hours from here you know and um it's just it, usually going there with a car it's like it, it's a long trip but you do what you got to do but uh it's it's obviously easier to get there by plane and that was very difficult during that time because airports are like you know they were very strict so I everything was kind of like on hold for a while like not a lot of promotions were running uh it 
gave us a little break, but yeah, very glad to be back. Now, do you have hope that uh, maybe we've learned, um, even as a society, not necessarily just in Canada, but in the state, in the states as well, um, of how to handle these type of pandemic situations that maybe if things were to get worse again, we would be able to do things a little differently? I I think so. Now that we know, like, okay, if we don't do these things, like, that's what's going to happen. You know, we're going to have to be like on lockdown for longer. So I think that everybody, as much as people like anti-vaxxers or anti-mask, you know, uh, I think that most, mostly everybody will be like, okay, let's just suck it up for like a few weeks and then we'll be back to normal as opposed to just like, no, 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 not going to do it. I don't want a mask. Like, well, just fucking wear the damn thing. You know, (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, there was this time frame where you were down, but now the wrestling business is back booming better than ever. Yeah. Was it sort of like a bicycle? Once you've learned, you know, how to train your body in the ring that you were able to just go right back into the flow again? Or did you find it hard to pick up where you left off? It, it was definitely hard, um, just mainly because like going to training wasn't really possible as much as like I'm sure some people still you know got together and but yeah it was it was a bit difficult like cardio wasn't there as much like you know um but yeah it 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 felt it felt natural again like shortly after so that's 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 really good now so physically not being able to train and work and things like that is a setback but were you able to maybe watch some wrestling that was going on and you know study and do that aspect of the training oh absolutely 100 percent. that's all i did was watch wrestling like um because i was thought the very like old school way i got trained very old school um and the independent scene is like so big um so it's a bit different from how I was thought. So I was watching that a lot because if I want to wrestle more in the States, uh, which is my plan for this coming year, um, you know, I just needed to know like how to prepare for that. And um, it, I, I found a lot of new promotions, like just watching wrestling constantly and uh, just, you know, getting to know local or, or independent wrestlers and, it's nice to know like who you would maybe be facing like uh, along the the road. So that, that helped me a lot. You mentioned the States. I feel like that you can go to any state here in the United States on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and you can find a promotion running. You can find someone who's on the cusp of perhaps getting signed to an AEW, a WWE, NWA, Impact Wrestling. But I feel like sometimes that the Canadian talent gets very overlooked because, like you're talking about, it's so widespread. It's 11 hours from this place to this place. There's not as many promotions. So what do you do to try to get yourself noticed to those masses? You just work so hard and you just need to grind. Like, I will quote Alex Shelley on the documentary of uh, the life of – he said it's a doggy dog business, but because of the grind, like the grind is so like 
people work so hard to try to get to where they want to go and everybody has the same goals right um so it's just the consistency of like working and making sure that you go as many places as you can to get uh to get noticed or get seen and i'm not saying that um it's it's easier for women it's just i'm saying like in canada there's less women wrestlers than men so you're more likely to go to all these places and have all these opportunities um, uh, as opposed to men where there's so many men wrestlers that it's like, well, you know, why would I pick you? There's so many as opposed to women. It's like, Hey, I need women. Okay. She, okay. Oh, I noticed her. I noticed her. So that's, that's kind of like one thing that I've always been like grateful for is the opportunity and not, it's not necessarily the lack of women, obviously, like there, it, it's, it's nice to have a lot of women in the business, but it's just, it's, uh, it's a good thing for women to be able to have those opportunities, maybe, um, maybe more. Do you feel like as a woman, it's harder for you to separate yourself from another woman talent, uh, especially character wise, you know, there's, I, I don't want to say that there. I feel like when I turn on my television and I watch men wrestle sometimes there's like, I can watch five matches and I see five different characters, but sometimes I can see three women's matches in a row and only see two characters out of maybe six women's talent. Does that kind of make sense where they're not, you know, developing their character a little bit or perhaps just the, the happy baby face. So as your savage character, how how do you go about preparing so that way you can stand out a little bit more and be noticed? Um well I I got this I got this name basically because there was only two women in my area in New Brunswick. So there was only two women wrestling and I was I had no choice. If I wanted to have matches, I had to work in or wrestle intergender matches. Um, so that got me to really go hard, you know, like I'm not going to hold back. Like I have to give everything that I have. Like it's a man, you know, most, most of the time they were bigger than me, stronger than me. And um, I just had to lay it in, you know what I mean? Um, so that's where it comes from. But I think that um, like, my character is just myself. I'm, I'm Chantal. That's my real name. Um, but I'm not your typical like baby face, like cheer for me. That's just not me. You know, like when I was younger, uh, when I watched wrestling, my favorite um, that really caught my eyes was China because any other women was like in a bikini and be like, I'm pretty, I'm here to, you know, and that's not why I, loved watching wrestling was was because China was like so impressive and it's like okay she's badass I love her um so I'm just being myself but out of volume turned way up and um yeah you know I'm hoping to uh to stand out and so far in my area it's it's been going really well uh but like I said there's not many women in this area so it's like I get noticed by the fans yes but once I go in the more like in the United States, there's so many good women and it's like, ah, so I, I will have to step up my game, obviously. So the independent scene in the United States is um, everywhere, you know, yeah. like, like he was talking about 
you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. There's pro several promotions running, lots of opportunities. And, you know, you can make a really good living on the independent scene um, if you make a name for yourself and those things. Do you have an ultimate goal of a certain promotion that you want to work for? Or is the wrestling, the, um, the creative freedom, is something like that more important than a destination? Um, I would say yes. I don't have, I'm, I'm just like very grateful, first of all, to even have the opportunity to get flown to Montreal. It's like, whoa, you know, uh, that, to me, that's amazing. Like, who am I? You know what I mean? So I think that wherever wrestling takes me, I'll be just as grateful as an opportunity on a big stage. Um, but I just, I want to know how far I can go. And I'm just not going to stop until like, you know, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but I, I just love pro wrestling. And I, uh, even if I just wrestle on the, in the scene and that's it, like I'll be just as content, you know. If you got your choice and someone <laughs> said, listen, we can send you to the States right now and work with some of the best actual wrestlers in the world, or we can send you to the States right now and send you with some of the best creative minds in the world, which would you choose for you right now in your life? Um, I right now it's, it's really hard to answer because like, Big names will challenge you. Big names will make you be better, you know. Um, but creators will help you, like, really put matches together in a way that you didn't know you could. You know what I mean? Like, it, it'll have you, like, have a more open mind of of everything, which, which would help, um, after that uh rest, get the opportunity to wrestle big names so it's a really tough choice honestly um god i right now i would say like i don't know i really don't well, know. And, you know and it, and that's perfectly fine i just feel like sometimes when i watch some talent i'm like man this person is amazing but if right. someone could get help them creatively they could be the next big star, period. Right. You know, and that, and that's what I think a lot of these smaller promotions, you know, let's be honest, some of these smaller promotions, probably in Canada as well, mm -hmm. they don't have the mindset to put those matches together like you're talking about. They don't have the mindset uh, to right. be able to guide you. They have almost every match just about the same. There's no real creative juices flowing, which to me hinders a lot of athletes. Right. No, I agree. So talking about some of the big names that you might would like to wrestle, do you have like a list of talent that you got your eye on that you've been watching? Um, I got two for sure. Um, Tony Storm is like, I, I always say this, like I would love to, to wrestle Tony Storm and uh, Maki Ito. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> as as we're filming this, yeah, Tony is set to wrestle uh, former guest Kylan King tonight on AEW Dynamite. So, yes, yeah. I, that 
I think that is what you're talking about too. I love the fact that you went with two names that aren't American. Uh, you know, I think, and aren't the normal names. A lot of times we get odd wrestle Charlotte and Sasha and right. you chose Maki Ito and you chose Tony storm. What is it about Maki Ito that kind of intrigues you so much? I don't know. She's just so good. Like character wise and like just in the ring, she's, she has so much charisma. You know what I mean? She's like a little devil. <laughs> you know, I just, I just love watching her in the ring. It's like so entertaining. And it's like, she's really, really good. And uh, for Tony Storm, it's the intensity. And it's like, I always love watching her matches. And like, it never disappoints me because it's, she's the type of wrestler slash person, like who she is in the ring that I, um, like I think that I am as well so I would love to have like a, a an intense match uh, with her you mentioned intergender wrestling a lot is there any men that you would love to get in the ring with and have a great matchup with honestly I've never really thought about that um, yeah I'll, ha I'll have to think of that actually <laughs> But like I watch, like, I I watch Alex Shelley. I I watch like um, Will Osprey is like really really impressive, you know. Um, but yeah, there's so much talent out there. It's it's insane. Yeah, Will Osprey is one of those talents. I I'm not a professional wrestler. Wrestler Tom used to wrestle. I've never done it, but I think I could have a good match with Will Osprey because he would help lead me to a good match I, you know i wouldn't have to really worry about it you know talent like him and kenny omega i saw kenny omega wrestle like a blown up doll once it was entertaining <laughs> so i'm pretty sure i could have a good match with some of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i got a kind of a strange question um yeah. but looking at the wwe right now yeah as a as a wrestler prior to triple h taking over creative and things is wwe a scary place for somebody to get a phone call and is it less scary now that triple h is in charge of creative i would say yes like i i would lie if i said i didn't want to wrestle for wwe uh before it was like well you know they tend to not really use you use you how uh to, to your full potential um, but obviously it would be scary to the, to the point that it is the big stage, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Um, there's no room for mistakes or botch, you know? Um, so yeah, but I think that now being Triple H, uh, that's head of like creation and all that, I, I think that it would be probably better for, um, future like recruits for wwe um so yeah I, I i would definitely love to to have that opportunity as well now that it's like more of a relief that they would probably use you as your full potential now we mentioned that your nickname is savage but it's... you're more than that outside of the ring you are a dog rescuer yeah and so there's nothing savage about that that that's pure heart so <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about how you got into into that. Yes. Um, so about two years ago, I 
uh, rescued my first dog. Like I've always had dogs, like, you know, when I, I was living with my parents and all that, but when I, um, when I moved in a bigger city to train for wrestling, that was about four, four and a half years ago. Um, so I, after that, like I, I rescued my first dog. So that was about two years ago. And I, I really loved like how it, the process of the rescue that I, I went through and I was like really fascinated by that. And I, I asked them if they needed help and they were like, Oh my God, we would love to have more volunteers. So um, I started volunteering with them and it's just, it's so like, it's a whole different world. Like you get to like, so what we do here in Canada is that we have a group on Facebook and people who look, who are looking for a dog, they join that group and they see all these dogs. Um, the only thing they just can't see the dog before they adopt the dog because they're all in the States in high kill shelters. Um, we don't really have any high kill shelters in Canada, and it's very, very rare, rare that you'll see a stray dog in Canada for some reason, you know, and thank God, because our winters are insane. Um, but in the South, you know, like Georgia, South Carolina, Texas, there's a lot of places that views dogs as breeding purposes and money signs so they're just kept outside they're not loved they're just you know so a lot of them get dumped on the side of the road because they're no use they're too old and then they end up in a shelter and it's just anyways like there's so so many shelters that we we work with and they send us videos and it's like oh my god like these poor thing like dogs getting freaking beaten and it it's just Anyway, so I just couldn't not help out with that. So every single month we, uh, we process applications. Like we, we do like a background check for, for people to make sure that they're good people. And every single month we have a bus, like a transit van that brings about 50 dogs across the border and their new family picks them up. And it's the happiest moment of my, my month. Well, aside from wrestling, but yeah. That's great. So yeah. give a shout out to that organization because I want to make sure we give them a little shout out or whoever it is that you're helping work for. Yes. So it's on Facebook. It's called Hearts of the North. So in north of um, of Canada. So yes, if you are in this side of Canada and you want to adopt, you know, um, but obviously like any anyone could could adopt even in the States, like we just need to process the person's application and do a background check to make sure that they're good people. Yeah, that's, you know, a couple of years ago, we lost um, our Yorkie and I was like, never again, I'm never getting another yeah. dog. It could have just ripped me apart. And there, there I was about a year and a half later getting another one. So I, I just don't know what life's like without a dog. I really don't. And Tom's got eight. So, I, you know, it's yeah. So Tom, she's going to start sending you some rescues. It's, it's happening. You, so you can get some more for sure. Yeah. I have a problem and my wife has a bigger problem with if we see one that needs a home, not going and getting it, but we are at capacity. Yes. And she keeps trying to show me these pictures that she finds on Facebook every day. And I'm like, we are at capacity. You we would not be able to foster. No. Fostering just, but I try to explain to people that, yes, you're going to be sad when the dog leaves you, but, if the dog doesn't go to your home and stays in the kill shelter, 
it's it's going to to be his turn you know to get euthanized for space so like your tears are worth it <laughs> you know so yeah yeah but we are full yes oh my God. i have three and that's enough <laughs> I've, got, I've got one and i feel like that's enough uh because i feel bad if you know if we have to leave for a few hours like let's say yeah. we're gone for about half the day doing something i always feel kind of bad i'm just like Ugh. yeah so but that's okay it shows we got a good heart it shows it's in the right place just like you so shout out to you for all that great work that you do and before Thanks. we let you go Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Here's your shot. Okay. So um, on Facebook, I have a Chantal Dash Pro Wrestler page. On Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, it's the same thing. SVG, standing for Savage, underscore Chantal. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Greatly appreciate it. And best of luck. Hopefully, we can catch up with you again soon. Thank you, guys. All right. For everyone else out there, hey, like we said, it's season three. We're kicking it off great. We've got some great guests lined up all the way until almost October already. Uh, and again, uh, Tom and I have got a great opportunity coming up here in the next few weeks. Still don't want to say what it is because, man, things go wrong crazy fast around here sometimes. So uh, just continuously hit that subscribe button because with everyone hitting the subscribe button, it gives us some recognition and uh, helps us out as well. And then the more recognition we get, the more great guests we can have come on the show, like Chantel, uh, which we greatly appreciated. Head on over and give her a follow as well. For myself and Tom, make sure everyone's doing what they need to do. Stay safe so you can go out and watch all the great talent across the world. Uh, we appreciate y'all greatly, and we'll see y'all next week.